Hello, everybody. Parshas Vayigash is the climax of a three-week motion picture with Yosef Atzadik. I remember being a little boy and my grandmother used to come and cuddle with me every Shabbos morning and tell me the stories of Chumash Bereshis and Shmois. And I remember that the favorite was always the story of Yosef. It's a uh, keeps you at the edge of your chair, such a tearjerker. And the climax is in this week when Yosef reveals himself to all the brothers. Yosef is a uh, crucial part of our history. We all know that Claudius uh, was punished in a very severe way for Mechiris Yosef as our Rishonim uh, tell us, the Mkubolim tell us that the Asor Malchus that died were killed by the Romans they were Gilgulim. Each one of them was a Gilgul of the brothers, of the ten brothers that sold Yosef. There's a question of, it would seem that there were only nine brothers that sold Yosef because Reuven was not there because he left. And Binyamin, of course, was not there. And Yosef was sold. So who is the tenth? Why did there need to be a tenth martyr? Some say that wasn't because of Yosef. Because Yosef was, he brought it on by his telling, by Yosef, he brought what was called Lashon Hara to his father about the brothers. Some say that's why it says Akiva ben Yosef, because Rebbe Akiva was the Gilgal of Yosef. Some say it was Ruvain. And some say, believe it or not, that Hashem, needs, Hashem said, I need a kapara. And that's why they needed to be for letting it happen. Whichever way, it says in Nari uh, that Claudius Hill's key until this very day is all in the schus of the Asar Malchus. If not for the Asar Malchus, we would not be able to exist. They created such a great Kiddush Hashem through their being murdered that that gives us chusim for till Mashiach Tzidkeinu will come and Yitz Hashem and Meheira B'Yameinu. There are different uh, views of who the ten martyrs was, were, which ones, which which Tanam exactly. Uh, we have a piyut that we say on Yom Kippur, we have another piyut that we say on Tishabov. On Yom Kippur we say Eile Eskiro, on Tishba we say But the Sefer Kanati says something fascinating that I guess according to whichever interpretation he's following, but if you take the ten martyrs, the names of the ten martyrs, Rabbi Shmoel, Rib Shimon, Rebekiv, etc. etc. And you take the names of the ten brothers that are being punished, they have the exact identical gematria 
they have the same exact numerical value, which is pretty, in the very language, is pretty sick. Anyway, another point about the Mechiris Yosef is a fascinating Meshachachma, that the Meshachachma says that there are really two sins that haunt Klal Yisrael through all the generations. One of them, as we know, is the Cheta Ego. That's what we're most familiar with. But he says we're also haunted by the Mechiris Yosef. And we're constantly asking Kapara for it. And that's why he says, on Yom Kippur, we bring, the Kohen Gogol brings a power, and then there's the Seir. The power is to be Mechapa for the Ego. The power is a, is, a, is a cow, an ox. So that's the, the Ego, that's from the family of the Ego. And the Seir is to be Mechapa for the Mechiris Yosef, which they took the Seir and they put the blood on the Ksenos Pasim. That's why we need two different kabodas, two different kaporos. And that's why it says at the end of the bracha on Yom Kippur, Kedusha Sayyim, it says, Ki ato salchon Yisrael, umochlam l'shifte Yeshurun b'chol dovador. Ki ato salchon Yisrael is a reference to Klal Yisrael that they won the waiver on the Chet Ego. That's a remez to the Chetim Achiris Yesu, which was done by the Shvatim. So every year when it comes to Yom Kippur, these are the two main focuses of what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to forgive us for the Chet of the Egel, as well as the Chet of Achiris Yesu. We have uh, again the revelation of Yosef in this week's parasha. The Chovetz Chaim says a beautiful, beautiful thought. He says that, you know, the brothers over here, they were flabbergasted. They didn't understand what was going on. From the beginning of this whole situation, you know, they came down to Mitzrayim. They separated. They went into ten different entrances. And they were brought in front of Yosef. And he accused them of being miraglim, and he starts butting into their business. And they start telling him about their father and the brother, and he wants to see that brother, bring the brother down. And he takes Shimon, Biduk, he takes Shimon, and he puts him into the prison. And he thinks, what is with this guy? And then they're on their way home, and they find money in their sacks. There's just too much. And then they go back to Yaakov, and Yaakov is afraid to send them, and Yaakov sends them back. And he gives them to eat, and he puts them according to their age. He knew exactly who's older than who. And again, they, he gets sent away, he sends them away, and again they find the money, and they find the goblet of the king in Binyamin sack. He didn't take it. They know he didn't take it. What is going on? And they just don't understand. He goes and he offers himself as a slave to replace Binyamin. They just don't get it. There's so many questions. Till they come in front. Finally, finally, finally. Yosef can't contain himself anymore. 
and he blurts out two words, Ani Yosef. And with these two words, Ani Yosef, all the questions become answered. They understand everything retroactively now. Everything is so clear. So the Chavetz Chaim says the same way. We, Jewish people, have so many questions. We don't understand Korban Beis Amikdash, Crusades, Spanish Inquisition, the Chalmaniki riots, the Holocaust, so much pain, so much suffering, terrorist attacks, wars, pogroms, what not the Jewish people have gone through. But the day is going to come that HaKadosh Baruch is going to come and he's going to say, Ani Hashem! And with two words, everything is going to be clear. Everything will be clarified. We're going to have answers to all our questions. Amen.